0: All right. Welcome to uh, week three and podcast number three of What Thad Thinks. Um, I am Thad Joyner, serial entrepreneur, um, owner of multiple businesses. Um, This is What Thad Thinks, powered by Better Beans Branding, and I happen to be the CEO of Better Beans Branding. Thank you for joining this podcast. Um, Make sure to subscribe. This uh, uh, podcast will be downloaded every Friday morning at 11.59 a.m. Um, sharp and uh, if you are a friend make sure to rate if you're a really good friend make sure to leave some comments um, and let us know how you think we're doing um, also you can email me at thad at betterbeansbranding or info at um, to get some questions to be read live um, at next week's podcast we're going to be uh Uh, answering some of your questions and really giving you what that thinks. So send some tough questions, some hard questions, or some questions that you think would just help you out. Um, Real proud yesterday uh, to see uh, we had election day. I love seeing across multiple social media mediums, uh, online and on news sites, seeing so many people out voting um, and participating in the American uh, tradition of uh, election day. Uh, Great great times there. Um, I would uh, also like to uh, bring on my uh, partner, um, Nielsen Gupta. We like to call him my we wish he was silent partner, Um, but we're going to bring him on. He's not a silent partner. Um, Unfortunately, at times, talks too much, but he's on here. And uh, so, hey, what's up, Flacco?
1: Flacco, I haven't heard that name in quite a while.
0: (laughs) You remember my name?
1: Yeah, you were uh, Diego for the life of me. I wasn't sure whether it was Jane, was that was that James or Roger?
0: Yeah, so it it definitely wasn't what they called Diego in the movie Anchorman. I don't know if you remember I don't San remember Diego,
1: that. San
0: Diego. Yeah, um, but uh, no, back in uh, back in Neil and I's younger days, when Neil had lots of hair, we had a um, we worked together uh, with a restaurant franchise and. Um, All the kitchen guys just nicknamed us. Uh, Neil was nicknamed Flacco for skinny. And I have no idea why I was called Diego. But uh, that's what I ended up with. Um, I like to say it was because it was Spanish for James. um, But
1: to like me, I have no idea. What's that? We should go with that. We should go with that.
0: I don't know how Diego becomes James. I'm really not sure that's even accurate. I would have thought
1: Jaime would have been James.
0: Yeah. So why would they, why would they call me Diego?
1: Maybe there was already a Jaime. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Flacco. And uh, I guess that would have been 30 or 40 pounds lighter than where I am now. You were definitely Moss Flacco
0: then. Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. Those are good times.
1: <laughs> so how have you been doing? What's going on today? yeah not much um
0: excited for the summer i you know i'm trying to make it feel like summer over here instead of uh like covid time because we've had such an extended summer but um feeling a little bit like summer we played in our very first baseball tournament this past weekend um that was exciting so we played um uh, four games um first one since the uh, covid break um uh, my team did really well. We played up in an older age group, and uh, my boys did really well. But I was really just proud to see so many uh, people at the games and kids having a good time and kids being able to be kids, so it felt a little more normal. Um, so that's what's going on over here. What about over your way?
1: I'll tell you what. Uh, funny you should talk about Flacco and Diego, and maybe one day we'll talk about our boating experience together. I got a kayak last week and uh, as a gift. And, uh, it's been decades since I've been on a boat in this case on this boat, I was clothed. So, um, <laughs> I, I got my kids into a kayak and paddled around a lake and for the life of me, couldn't figure out how to not go in circles. So, uh, uh I got a little exercise in, so that was a lot of fun. But, um, you know, speaking of, of things that are fun, you are, uh, are you a movie guy? Are you a movie theater guy? Or are you, you planning to go to movies again? Well, yeah. Um, Our family
0: loves going to the theater. We uh, we have a theater here at the house, too, so we love watching movies here. We love watching movies together. Um, But the movie theater, absolutely. I mean, that's one thing that's kind of been taken from us um, through this period that we miss. I mean, some movies, you just kind of have to go to the theater. Um, You know, we love uh, our family. We love going to play mini golf, and we love movie theaters um and we were fired up for you know like the re-release of or the the new top gun movie that was coming out um you know i made my kids watch the old top gun and oh um, man god mighty what a good movie i forgot how just how great it was and um, hearing that in the theater and hearing the jet engines go and um just watching some of um you know, just one of the greatest American movies ever made, really, especially of our time, of our time, of just an action movie, a feel-good movie. That sure. was it. Yeah, no you know.
1: doubt. No doubt. You it, Hard not to get inspired when you see some of the scenes that are in that original Top Gun. I I, was I can't wait for the new to. one. I can't wait for the new I one. I guess it was supposed to be out Memorial Day weekend or, or sometime in May, and um, we shall see. I mean, there's a lot of big releases that were scheduled by a lot of movie houses that just have gone on complete pause, right? Um, from Disney, Disney, you know, we've, we've all got young kids, but they were looking to release Mulan, the live-action Mulan. That was supposed to be a really oh, yeah. big deal. So, yeah, I'm, well, I'm know, definitely looking forward to Top Gun, too.
0: You know, thinking of flying, um, SpaceX, right? How about that? That was big news last week.
1: Man, what rocket. Who dreams of that?
0: Yeah, I can barely this.
1: get out of my subdivision.
0: <laughs> I know my wife thinks – my wife – absolutely love space and, I, and this kind of came on later in life for her um, that she really spends a lot of time outside with this app that will tell her what star is where and what planet is where but like every night we're laying in bed and she'll she's on this app and she'll say oh the uh, space station's going to come by in 12 minutes let's go outside so like at 11 o'clock at night we're sitting in our front yard waiting for the um, space station to come by. If you haven't done that, you need to go to the website that shows you what time it comes, you know, comes by. Um, it's really cool. And I can't believe how fast it is. I'm, I'm, I'm probably quoting this wrong, but I think it's like every 82 minutes or something it, it comes by.
1: That means yeah, it, I think I think next week you need to be ready to share that app. I don't know. I've never heard of this. I can probably find that app while we're talking. I mean, I
0: may have to come back to it, but I can, you know, certainly, in today's time, text my wife and find out, sure. um, or I could yell at that's her. That's fascinating. No doubt. Somewhere I mean,
1: that's, uh, putting a rocket, you know, number one with the, you know, obviously we've canceled our space program or at least the launch missions from, from the, uh, from U S soil. So to get back to it and, and would it in a big way.
0: Well, I'll tell you what I think is bigger than anything is uh, the vision that Elon Musk has had. I won't say that I agree with everything that the man does or says, but he certainly thinks big. Um, He certainly picks up on some topics that we've talked about in the last few weeks, which is as leaders, we need to think big. And as small business leaders, we're here to solve problems. for uh customers and for people and um you know i know that he does that it's pretty pretty daggum amazing what he's been able to do with that uh program and it's pretty dang amazing still my mind's blown that we can send people into space bring them back dock with stations orbit the earth every 80 minutes i mean these things are unbelievable um but how about what i mean let's talk about his other company and just his leadership with tesla you know we're just a three or four weeks away from him kind of not kind of him breaking his County uh, shelter in place rules and lining up his people to go into work and getting in line himself and saying, Hey, look, if you're going to arrest somebody, you're going to arrest me, but we're getting back to work and making cars. What do
1: that's you think right. about that? Yeah, that's, that's impressive. I mean, again, it's, um, putting in a, in a Uh, real certainty to hey listen this is a priority and uh, standing behind it right it's not just lip service Um, you know the company in his in his uh, in his mode he defined a real need and and it's fulfilling a demand right and and so being able to stop and, and say wait this is a priority let's get back to work was hugely instrumental in California for sure and nationally really yeah i mean i
0: think I thought it kind of told us I kind of got three lessons, and maybe this is a quick point for our listeners today. I got three great things for leadership out of out of what he did there. Um, number one is that he wasn't scared he was fearless. I love fearless leaders um, that aren't scared to um, open a new business that aren't scared to open their business that aren't scared to be first if if um, first to do things I mean if he was scared, hey, like, what happens if the space launch doesn't go well. What happens if I fail? What happens if someone gets sick? What hap- You know, yes, you have to consider all of those things. And as great leaders do consider all those things, um, but they put in solutions to those problems. So the first thing is fearless leadership. Um, the second thing is, you know, people need to work. And so um, if you're not working, if you're not making things happen out there, um, then the whole model fails. So I got out of it that he was one fearless, that two, he understood that, that people needed to, to work. Um, and the third thing was is that he put customers and his business ahead of the employee desires. Now I know that sounds weird or sounds misplaced. It's real popular these days to say employees are more important than the business or employees are more important than the, than the uh, customer. But I think Elon Musk clearly said, and I know he treats his people well and pays them well, but he clearly said in his behavior that the business and the customer came first. Um, So I think that's a great argument, a great thing we can discuss today. I know we have um, a uh, great American and Vernon Mason um, joining us today. Um, He is a former childcare owner, a commercial real estate owner, um, an amazing speaker, um, a humorist. Um, a uh, comedian, uh, a keynote speaker, and an overall great dude, um, as I'd like to say, but he is uh, uh, the owner and founder of Director Leadership Solutions, and you can see him at directorleadershipsolutions.com, book a speech, book a training, or just uh, send him a funny email and make him laugh. Um, All those things are uh, welcome to do, but Vernon, welcome.
2: Hey McFadden, how are you today?
1: <laughs> I'm doing pretty daggum good. Um, Neil, how are you
2: hanging in there?
1: I'm doing great, Vernon. Good to see you again.
2: That sound like I was listening in. That sounded like you've had too much abuse this morning. So, you know, that's yet to be called. Oh, it's that's,
1: not done um, yet. Have I, have yeah, I been I, too much? N-
0: Neil, can you mute?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cares what
0: you think. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's all about me and Vernon. Thank you, Vernon. I love that comment that you can't get out of your neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hey, that's oh my God. Okay, Vernon. So the very first weekend I ever met Neil. So he is um I went to work at the restaurant franchise that he was that he was already attending, and we were roughly the same age. Um he's well he roughly when I say that he is much older than me. But we were younger. Um I think I was like twenty one years old. And uh so we were running life pretty hard back then, right? So we were you know, we had to pedal down, Um, so, but, so we found another young guys, we wanted to hang out together, we was like, hey, let's get, let's go out, and uh so we were opening a new restaurant on this road, do you remember the roads that used to have green arrows or red X's above the lanes, like the lanes that change, oh, yeah. like, yeah. sometimes you go north on the road, sometimes you're allowed to go south, right,
2: around arenas and things like that, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. so,
0: we, I, I agree to let him drive. I've never ridden with him. I don't really have much experience As I just know we're going to go hit the town and have a good time. So um, Neil's like, I'll drive. And I'm like, all right, good. So the very first road we go to turn on he turns into the wrong lane going the wrong direction. And there are literally, this is like a six lane road. There are cars coming right at us. My entire life flashes before my eyes. He has to rip off the road and jump the curb in his little beat up car. I mean, the, I don't know how the tires didn't pop. Cause we absolutely hit him going like 30 miles an hour. Um, I kicked him out of the car. I said, I'm driving your car and I have, maybe in my 20 years of friendship, um, or 23 years of friendship. I don't know that I have ever, maybe one time, ridden with him since then. He's not allowed to drive members of Better Beings. He's not allowed to – he's definitely not allowed to ride me, um, to drive me anywhere. But when he said he can't get out of his own neighborhood, no kidding. No kidding. He shouldn't be allowed to go anywhere. I'm so glad you (laughs) brought that up, Vernon. I didn't even cue that.
2: That was a – Oh, my. Those those stories you have, oh my gosh! The one of the funniest stories I ever remember hearing is the one about the jacket. We won't talk about it today, but remember the jacket. Yeah, you know, and someone was getting married, and yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah we're going to have to tell that one some other time, but yeah, we definitely a, need to get to that.
2: That's I have time.
0: plenty of Neil stories. They go, they go on and on and on and on. Um, you know, we can talk about Bait Boy at a different time as well. <laughs> um so uh so yeah so we'll definitely get to that so what's
2: going on in your world man well hanging out I are telling you i'm trying to trying to keep it between the lanes as i say between the ditch and the curb um trying to help people out just spending a lot of time doing web calls and interacting with um directors and owners and trying to keep their sanity and talking to one yesterday was in tears and just you know she has a capacity of 800 and currently she's running about 181 um and so it's just dying just it's just you know it it, it's tough out there it's it's really tough out there um and you know you brought up elon musk and you know you've got to love you know being a leader you have to be able to take risk you know absolutely and when it comes to, I love the conversation you're having about the, you know, what's more important that, you know, that Elon, he put his business first, right? He, he made decisions that said, you know, ultimately we've got to get this mama back up on the road, got going, right? And I think that's where we are in our industry. So many people in our industry, we are heart centered. So we start, we lead with our heart We make decisions with our heart. And many times that heart can lead you right to bankruptcy. Um, and so, you know, trying to talk people through the there is a there is a, a a a balance you have to make. You know, in in this especially in this COVID time of uh, getting back to work and 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 getting your people in there, that, so hopefully that they feel safe, but not just sitting home and not just dwindling your resources down to absolutely nothing.
0: Yeah, I think you and I have seen across the country that the longer the longer you kind of operate in fear, um, the harder, the the more fearful you become. I mean, we're talking to people across the country. Like we're, um, you know, most of my businesses are Florida and Georgia. We're pretty much full bore. We're open, we're operating, everything's going and things are getting pretty close back to normal. Um, And then we talk to other people in other parts of the country and they can't believe it. it, like blows their mind. Like, what do you mean? Like, they're only open for like, 12 people or something and I'm yeah yeah uh, it's like we're living in two worlds right now and and you know I guess time will tell who's right who's wrong but it does take bold leadership like like um, Elon Musk showed I think that fearless leadership and I think that's what people want to follow so I mean what do you think so what do you think company customer or employee what's more important
2: you know, and I can honestly tell you that that my belief in this has changed over the years. When I was a newer leader, um, I believe putting your employees first and everyone else will follow. Um, and I will tell you what my experience has taught me over the last 28 years of being in this industry is that, you know, the best people will put the business first. But what I'll have to say is, but by doing that, it gives those people the resources to take care of their employees right i don't see any child care owners or directors across the country that just put the business first suck all the money out of it and leave their employees on the side of the road. that is is not our industry our industry is the better i do the better i am as a as an owner the more i'm going to pull up my people with me the better i'm going to pay my people um and so yeah i said so that's probably not a popular view um to say put your business first but i believe to be successful Keep the lights on. Keep your, your, you know, the roof over your head, and to take care of yourself. Because you know, people in this industry don't take care of themselves. Many of them will put themselves last. You know, I talk to owners and directors all the time. They don't have a, they don't have two nickels in the bank. There's no way if, if they don't get something, they can get bailed out from the government. There's no way they can make payroll. Um, and so. You know, thinking about that and thinking about that, these people—you, the owners and directors—are worthy. We work hard. We have the highest risk. And I did, have never said this before. And last week, I was I was recording a web call with our, our friend Kathy Petchel, and it just came to me during that web call. And I said, you know, Kathy, the money should follow the responsibility. I'm tired of interacting with owners and directors who make, not even make as much as their freaking directors, because they pay all the money out to all their employees and they're sitting there, you know, without uh, much revenue at all. But I definitely feel like we have the most responsibility as the business owner, as the uh, one who makes the decision, as the one who the buck stops here. So the money should follow the responsibility.
0: Yeah. So I don't, I don't disagree with you. Um, Although I don't think I ever had a moment where I thought employees were more important than the business, Um, you know, uh, but, and and I am glad that you, you know, you shared those are pretty dang good opinions. Um I put the customer first, the business second, and the employees third. Um and you know, and I and I actually wanna, you know, I would add, um, well I won't add right now, but I would add community. Um, and then ownership and management kind of after that. But I didn't give you that opportunity, and so that didn't seem fair. Um, But I would put uh, the the customer first. I think without a customer, there is no business, right? So there's no business to protect. So I think if you go out every day and solve problems for customers, being a winner and go solve problems for customers, you will have a phenomenal business. Then you take care of the business and make decisions first filtered through, um, is this good for the customer? Second, filter through, is this good for our, our business? Um, and then l- lastly, say, hey, is this good for our employees? And the best decisions will kind of line up with all three. Um, but when in doubt, got to stick with the customer and the business first. Agree? Disagree?
2: Absolutely. Well, you know, each one feeds the other. That's so, it. you know, no one can, in my, in my opinion, no one can operate in complete isolation of the others. So you know they all they all influence each other, and I I definitely can get behind putting the customer first. I I, yeah. I mean you I, can't I take care
0: like, of employees right. without a customer, Absolutely. and you have no business without a customer. Absolutely. Absolutely, So it kind of starts there.
2: Yeah, and we can put and if you can put the employees first, but if you burn through your reserves and you burn through your your capital, you, there's nothing left.
0: Well, I mean let's just take a lot back. of our small business guys, Vernon, just like you're saying. So if we're yeah. putting the employee first, then um, everybody should have great A1 health insurance, right? That's right. Okay. So, mom and pop own one restaurant. They're going to give everybody their health insurance. All right. Now, how long do they, uh, how much would they have to charge for their food to pay for that insurance? I mean, double?
2: I mean, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Probably double what they're currently charging, but probably five times what McDonald's is charging.
0: I mean, great insurance would be, I don't know, $1,000 a month per employee, something like that. Yep.
2: Depending on their age. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So if you averaged out to $1,000 and so if you take like my little Bojangles down there, if I had, um, if I have got about 25 to 30 employees, uh, we're talking 30 grand a month just in health insurance. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's $360,000 a year. Okay. Well, We're our, you know, I don't know what people think we're making, um, but it ain't that much. (laughs) So we got to, so now that $5 meal to make up for that, um, becomes a $9 meal. Mm -hmm. We charge $9. I don't think we have any customers.
2: No. Uh And then you have less employees.
0: That's right. Nobody to pay.
2: So there is no,
0: I mean, you, you, you know, the idea is to what you said, that American dream, that American, you know, spirit is to bring people along with you on your success that help push you to success and to be able to do more. But to do that, you got to put the customer first and the business first. Make great decisions for them. That allows you to do great things for your employees. I think we agree there. And uh, that was a great take. Excellent. Um, so, so uncertainty. Um, you, you brought up this. You were speaking to an owner. I don't know what, states, what state was she in that you were talking about had eight, used to have 800 students.
2: Well, surprisingly, it was Texas.
0: Wow. Yeah. Um, wow. What, what part of Texas? That's like five uh, states Worth. over there. Four. Four. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but we're talking about a little bit of uncertainty. Um, one thing that some people have mentioned to me they wanted us to talk about was with all the uncertainty around COVID and about when to come back and how to come back, um, fears of employees, of uh, the employees having fears about coming back, um, and then we're adding in uh, the recent, um, you know, the protests and the riots and race relations, um, elections. I mean, there's so much. I mean, really for emotionally unstable or, or, or timid people right now, I mean, there's, there's a lot to be scared of. There's a lot to be scared of. Uh, they just to pull the
2: covers over your head, absolutely.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, you know, do you go to the grocery store? What time do you go to the grocery store? Do you let your parents out? Do you go to work? Um, so these employees that are expressing a lot of fears around the country about coming back to work, um, is it worth going back to work? Um, is it worth driving through protests to get to work? Is it worth um, not going to protest? Is it worth um, risking, putting yourself at risk to get sick? Um, what's a leader's role right now in keeping our employees um, feeling safe and also listening to them? I mean, what, you know, what should we do with all this fear and uncertainty?
2: Well, you know, the thing I would say is be a trying to be some normalcy for them. Um, because I know many people, what they're doing to survive these days is honestly turning the TV off, turning, the, you know, the news off and just not, have, not listening to it because it really can, can get you um, overwhelmed. I do think that when you have employees who have a strong uh, belief it's not safe for me to come to work. And, 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 you know, we, we always know we all deal in every industry. You always deal with those employees who, who find every reason to come to work or those employees who find every reason not to come to work. And so, you know, you have to balance that. I'm sure there are legitimate employees out there who don't feel safe, who don't want to come to work. Well, you know, I think most of us can operate around those employees. I would be really careful having someone like that on site every day because then they're basically, Spreading the love to everybody else, and I probably shouldn't say the love because that sounds positive. They're spreading the poison right to all the other employees, and then you're having this big brouhaha where no one wants to work. So, keeping those people away. And you know, I was was talking to an owner recently who was doing a Zoom call, and she had an employee on there. They were doing a Zoom call with their employees, and she had an employee that backed her in a corner. I mean, it was pretty. It was pretty rough. I mean, you know, in front of everybody, you know, um, but she handled the situation. But being prepared for things like that and not empowering people like that. So finding a way to handle that kind of employee. And, you know, there are some employees like that employee that, number one, it, she's probably not working for the right, well, right, right place, right? She, she, she probably shouldn't be there at all. But number two, girlfriend needs to go home. She needs to not be interacting until she can feel safe herself. And so giving her the permission to go home and we don't, we're good. You just go home when you're better. You call me. We'll see where we are at at that time. I just don't, I just don't think it's healthy or in our best interest to force people to come to work that don't want to be there because when they're there, they're not going to do their best work. They're going to poison your good staff. Um, And so Working around those people is exactly what I would do. Now, do you terminate those people? I don't know that I would terminate those people unless they really have, have, this pattern has been going on for a long time. We came into this and that was their negativity. Then absolutely, just get rid of them. You know, everybody's paying unemployment now. Now was the perfect time. And, and you know, and I tell people because one thing that in our industry, many industry, people complain about all the time is the bad seeds. It's the bad employees. Well, anybody that brings the bad people back right now, shame on them they're getting exactly what they deserve. If, if, if that person was a negative, if that person found every problem, you know, to, found you know, they want to say it, that they can find the, the problem to any solution, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if that is that person and you're allowing them to come back, uh, then yeah, shame on you. You're getting exactly what you're in. Put your big girl panties on, put, put your big boy pants on and call them up and say, got to go. It ain't working. It's you, you're not a right fit. We wish you well, good luck.
0: I like what you said there, that it is a, and uh, I'm going to build on it. I, I, it is absolutely the leader's role right now um, to be super direct. Um, yeah. I think uh, we did a study um, about seven years ago now where I had a lot of um, owner, business owners in a room and we were trying to identify who would make the best um, um, regional and area managers and we were trying to identify the traits. What we did was identify the traits that make the best area managers. And I think what we came up with um, really was maybe, to me, the most important trait of any leader, and that is the ability to be direct and confront. Yeah. Um, and so uh, to be able to clearly and comfortably have the difficult conversations and be direct about what's on your mind and we found that every successful leader that we found was able to have those tough conversations and be direct Um, so right now building on what you said um, in uncertainty people want a leader that is direct that is confident that is clear and that can set the path for their company and for their folks. So if you have someone, like you said, a problem employee, someone that's poisoned in the water, they put a stop to it real quick because they're going to be direct. Hey, do you want to be here? Because if you don't, fine, stay home. If you do, you're going to come here and contribute. And it's their, Absolutely. It's their choice.
2: Absolutely. You know, it, it has been said that in, in the early childhood industry, 80% of leaders avoid conflict at all costs. Yeah. I mean, we've all had the directors who would go and hide in the bathroom when a parent pulls up, right? Because she had used the bathroom at that time. It was about avoiding that parent who who was going to challenge her or who she didn't need to have a conversation with. You know, when when you aren't willing to confront people, it's not, you can't be a leader. Um, and when I say confront, you know, confront, it doesn't have to mean- It's just be direct. yeah, Yeah, we all watch it's reality right. shows and we're not talking about flipping tables over, although I will have to say, I we, don't with, shows, yeah. we don't all watch
0: reality shows, <laughs> Vernon. We don't all watch them.
2: I, I did have a parent checking in on ProCare one day witness me um, having, because I had a glass office, uh, witness me literally banging on my desk one day with an employee. You know, um, it was one of those employees. She had pushed me to that point that I had had multiple conversations, and she had so much talent. But I couldn't get her, I couldn't motivate her. And I got to the point that I literally was banging on the desk said, this will stop right now, all right? And so I went to that parent afterwards. Um, she dropped the kid off and came back, and I ushered the employee out. And I said, I, I, I'm sorry. I said, I, I apologize. You had to see that. She said, It's all right, Mr. Vernon. She said, I felt like if you were giving it to her, she deserved it. I, said, okay.
0: so, <laughs> I do that every day around 10 o'clock with Neil
2: um,
0: <laughs> banging uh, on the damn, banging, yelling, throwing things. Yeah, all of the. So above. I'm,
2: I'm not saying I'm not telling everybody out there that's what you should do. I'm just saying mm-hmm. that's real life. You know, we all so, prepared, we all want to be perfect, but we're not, we're not perfect. But it is. I I will tell you, I'm not a confrontational person by nature, but the responsibility of the job um, and being a leader uh, pushed me and realized that I had to confront these things because ultimately the I signed the checks, the line, the buck stops with me. Mm-hmm. If someone's going to take charge, it's got to be me. Um, I, and so I am you
0: confrontational know. Vernon no no
2: yeah I, <laughs> yeah. I thought about yeah when I when I interact with your wife I say blink three times if I need to call nine one one.
0: I loved what our friend um, Andy Sherrard um, said in one of our meetings um, you know, one of our weekly webinars that we've been having through this uh, COVID crisis um, and he said it and it's Uh, stayed on my mind and stayed on the top of a lot of my meeting agendas um, with my leaders and that is you know this time is going to tell you who your tough employees are I mean the tough employees the ones that are going to be in the foxhole with you that are going to you know show up to work in a hurricane they're going to show up in a snowstorm they're going to battle for your customers these are the guys that really the guys and gals that really believe in you And, um, I loved hearing that. And it just reminded me, heck yeah, man, that's exactly what it is. And I want to share an example at our restaurant down in St. Augustine. We have over the last 12 months had pretty good success, um, with sales and customers. We have a beautiful facility. Um, and it, but it's been really mediocre at best in profitability. I mean, mediocre may have been a compliment. Um, and, uh, for this for the type of sales they had we're the number one store in florida um one of the one of the top and you know if you include south georgia and florida one of the top out there and we you know set records for opening sales i mean a lot of success over 18 months but profitability eh, mediocre um and um, when this covid crisis happened um you know, you kind of didn't replace some employees that left, right? You know, you have some turnover in the restaurant. So right. we didn't replace those. Um, we actually let a uh, two managers go, just let them go. Um, and they were what we believed to be high-talent managers. But yeah. we just didn't really think they were – Stick to our core values and maybe not being as honest and direct as we wanted them to be. So we kind of let them go. It wasn't letting them go for business. We let them go because, Hey, we decided we wanted our core tough people working for us. The ones that have been with us since the start that we're going to fight, um, no matter what, and do what, do what needed to be done in this time. Well, um, I, you know, after a really bad March because we lost so much business, um, April, when we started to kind of, you know, when we reopened our drive-through and in May, when we um, were able to open up our dining room, um, we have now had for us two record periods, two record months of profitability. And I totally credit our tough, I might said a bad word, our tough employees. I mean, these are tough bud employees um, down there and managers. I mean, yeah, we, yeah. we stayed with those guys. And so that's the type of people I want. And going forward, I am never going to forget that lesson. Ever, ever, ever. And I'm not going to let my leaders forget that lesson. You want the tough employees that show up no matter what. Those are the guys that are going to lead you to the promised land.
2: And I guarantee you, the one thing I know about you is I guarantee you believe in rewarding your employees. You those you know, I guarantee you there is some incentive there. You've given some incentive. There will be some pay. There will be some bucks dropped. Well, yeah. We,
0: today to we just dropped $16,000 on 20 employees down there that worked that stayed working for us over the last eight weeks of COVID. Yeah. We dropped 16000 yeah. bucks worth of bonuses. Those are hitting their bank accounts today. It's actually – that's why I'm a little bit excited. And as soon as I get done recording this today, I'm actually jumping in an employee meeting to announce um, um, that we're going to continue that for the next eight weeks. Yeah. And and do it again because I just want these tough guys that show up to work and get the hours to continue to get rewarded and, and to know we love them. I mean, they so I appreciate you. So, uh,
2: so, so Thad, let me ask you one thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I completely get it and I completely, you know, respect Andy and I, I respect your opinion on these tough employees. Yeah. But I think that the, 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 the challenge we have is that the struggle of finding enough tough employees that we wind up finding 60 percent of them so we've got to you know and being able to balance that
0: okay well let's let's just talk i mean tough recruit tough i mean you know uh if you want to attract more tough people have tough people there um i believe look okay it's an inherent but this will go way down a fog way down a rabbit hole here (laughs) but um I believe it is a core value of mine. Um, uh, You know, if you, if you listened last week, you know, I believe that God created us all equal. And I believe that every single employee starts a job wanting to do a great job. Right. Every dang one of them. So what happens to them is they get poisoned. Like you mentioned earlier Uh Uh by poor leadership or other people in the organization or They get lifted up by amazing leaders and amazing, tough employees. So, if you want to attract those good, tough employees, the ones that you'll keep, the ones that won't turn over, make sure that's what you're employing. I think that's and what it goes, you
2: do. It, yeah, it goes back to that old phrase sometimes it's easier to change employees than it is to change employees, if that makes sense. That's exactly So, sometimes right. it's better to replace them and, and go again um, rather than because we, many, many, um, owners, managers, get uh, comfortable. With, hey, don't you with think you mediocre. should be
0: demanding? I'm sorry, Vernon. I didn't mean to speak no. over you, but it is I'm my sorry. podcast. It is what I think. A- Absolutely. Um, <laughs> the, uh, but don't you think um, uh, and, and you've got a whole leadership group you're out there with. I mean, tell them they have to demand toughness if they want toughness. Yes.
2: Yeah, 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 you yeah. have to set yeah. the, Absolutely. Bar. I mean, you set the got- bar. You set the bar. You can't just. And it always goes back to what our friend Carol says. What gets done, what's get in, what gets inspected, and why people think it's it rude to inspect employees' work or inspect what you want done. And we all, you know, we all, whether you're in a restaurant with the health department or whether you're in a child care program and you, you have your licensing people come in, what do we always get right on those inspections is what we know they check every right. time. And if we mess up something you know they're going to check, then shame on you. Well, only once in a while there's something off That's the wall, right. and they come up and check something they don't normally check. And so, what gets inspected is, is what gets done. So, gets I think if well. you want to answer your
0: question, and we'll kind of wrap that portion up of, of, of on that question is yep. you know, if you want toughness, demand toughness. You want more tough employees? Make sure your employees are tough, um, and you're consistent. And when we say tough, we mean direct. We mean uh, tough. Just be that, and you will attract that, no doubt. Um, so, hey, um, lighter note. Um, we're gonna ask this question today. What is the last thing you bought on Amazon?
2: Um, good colleague. I bought a ton of stuff on Amazon. Um, the, oh, the last thing though that 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 I bought was my lights. Your lights. Uh, my my light here for yeah.
0: Oh, do you have a circle light? Oh, there you go. Yeah. I like it.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I have to be careful because my glasses reflect and look like I have glowing you know, I, so you don't have to
0: keep making sure I pass out. The, uh, yeah. My, my daughter just asked for like some LED lights to go in her room so that she mm-hmm. can, I guess on TikTok, it's a new thing to do your dances and have different neon lights going off. Um,
2: yeah. My neighbor across the street, I can always tell when she's doing something because I'm walking the dogs and I'm like, well, the disco's open over there. It's, <laughs> it's
0: <like laughs> We, we haven't, we, I don't think I'm going to, I don't know if I'm going to let her have that. We're trying to, keep her away from you know dancing (laughs) that's so terrible oh
1: were you like running footloose in your house like what what do you mean keep her away from dancing neil what are you doing on here i just came back trying to help you parent your children you're Ah. you're breaking up like i think
0: you're having technical difficulties today so if you could hit mute that would be fantastic please um But, uh, yeah, I don't mean like I'm running footloose. Um, We do encourage artistic expression over here, I guess. Um, But, uh, anyways, uh, uh, Vernon, uh, great takes today. Um, Great friend, uh, great mentor, great leader out there. Um, Any of you that want to hear more great takes from Vernon, um, you know, directorleadershipsolutions.com. I hope I said that right, Vernon, um, yep, or join the good Facebook, good. Dire- Facebook group at directorsolution.com. Uh, it's yeah. great for, uh, uh, childcare directors, also any other, um, small, uh, business management. Um, it's a great resource for your managers to jump on. So, uh, make sure to jump on there. Also book, uh, Vernon, um, he is stinking hilarious, um, and a great keynote speaker. Um, he, uh, will capture people's attention and give them great information so feel free to book him um, um at any time but now uh thank you vernon i appreciate thank you. you buddy thanks for having uh, me thank
2: yeah you. man
0: so now it's time for uh, what thad thinks um everybody's uh second favorite portion of uh this show and i have a uh, last week we did a little hurricane round i think i'm gonna or was it tornado i can't really remember what, tornado um I think Ashley uh, was the one that named that, but so we're going to do a little tornado round again today on what Thad thinks. So uh, first one, customer comes first. I'm a customer first capitalist. It is first. Is it good for the customer? Second, is it good for the company? Third, is the employee? Fourth, I'm going to give a little ad. Is it good for the community? And lastly, is it good for the owner? If you can get your business priorities straight, you will see much more success. Second thing on what Thad thinks find your tough employees. Don't forget that. Find your tough employees. The one that you want to be in a foxhole with you that you know you can count on no matter what. The more of those you get, the more of those you'll attract. The more you'll attract, the more they'll train people how to be. Um, Last thing I bought on Amazon were uh, micro SD cards, batteries, and uh, pens, writing pens. We ordered them all the same day. By the way, what else do I think? I think these little uh, Pilot G2 pens I don't get paid by them. I don't get paid by anybody for this. This is on my own dime. But these Pilot G2 pens, oh, my gosh, that's the best pen made. Um, write, and thinking of pens, that was a highlighter. Thinking of pens, write it down. Waiters, quit trying to take my order without writing it down. Write that stinking order down. Only thing that's going to happen is something bad if you don't write it down. It doesn't doesn't make me feel better that you remembered it and spent six extra minutes repeating the order back to me because you didn't want to write it down. Write it down, employees, young people out there. If there's any young people, and one of my baseball players actually listened to my podcast last week. If you're young, learn to write it down. Take your teacher's notes. Write down stuff the coach tells you. Have something to write stuff down on when someone gives you a piece of advice or asks you to get something done, or when your parents say, "Hey, while I'm gone." clean your room, empty the trash, and pick up the poop outside. Write all those three things down so you don't forget. Don't tell me you forgot later. Show some respect. Managers, write it down. Sit on a podcast like this and write your notes down and review them. Tell your kids you want them to be successful. Start telling your kids to write stuff down. And maybe use this really good pen. Major League Baseball, get your butts back on the baseball field. Soccer's figured it out. NASCAR's figured it out. NBA's figured it out. Get your butts out there. Start playing ball. Hey, states, you need to open. Take the handcuffs off your business owners. Let them and their community make decisions about what's safe. We don't need your control. Let the business owners make good decisions, and the consumer will make even better decisions. The communities will make better decisions. Get your handcuffs off of them. Politicians are so out of touch with their job. Um, I can't um, – I am uh, – they're in their bubble. If you've been around a while, it's probably time to go. Your resume will speak louder than your words and political stunts you keep trying to pull on American people. I also think, hey, guys, there's going to be winners and losers forget, don't forget, coming out of these crises, there's going to be winners and losers. There always will be. Those of you that get bigger, stronger, faster, and are focused of getting full and focused on that customer, you will be the winners. That's what I think. Also think, be first. Don't make excuses. No crying and whining. Think big. Go win. Be first. First to open. First to offer this. First to pay your employees a certain way. First to take care of customers in a certain way. Start looking at your business and try to figure out what you can be first at. You want to be successful? Try to figure out what you can be first at. Check us out at betterbeans.com for all your remodeling, rebranding, construction, design, graphics. A lot of our new website will absolutely blow your mind. Some of the work we've done for people around the country, check us out. Every Friday, download, subscribe this, 1159. You'll hear a little bit about what that thinks. Thank you so much
2: for joining today. And that's all.
0: Adios.